to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be at the zoo? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more MidAmericaRV.com. Yes, sir. At the zoo, though, huh? Could be. That's where you went with it today. Noted. Look at you go. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. Yep. Hump day. There you go. Set you up with the zoo thing. You did. Oh, you did. Out of boy. That's what I'm talking about. The amount about. of turnovers I have because the missed alley-ooms. <laughs> Well, I mean, you just you can't expect me to read your mind here. You throw it was in the chat. You throw a huge loop at the beginning. Jesse said yesterday went to the went to the zoo yesterday. Camel exhibit was closed down. Guess he's on the loose. Just sure kidding. Is. Happy Hump Day, y'all. <laughs> I didn't even see it. My my freaking chat didn't update. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm just over here trying to just lob it up. <coughs> You're standing at half court, just waiting for me to dunk. And I'm like, where's my guy? Where's he at? Oh man, I don't know. It's on the hey. loose. I don't know. Hey, we'll get it next time. No, I can't. Can't wait for next time. Uh, appreciate you guys <laughs> joining us today. Uh, the chat just already popping off. I feel like there's about a million comments in there. Definitely check out the show live. Uh, we had some new listeners yesterday. Appreciate you guys being involved with the show. Um, it's great. We're we're almost into football season. Yes, sir. It feels like football season is starting earlier than usual. Um, training camp popping off as of yesterday, and a lot to new, a lot of news to get to. Uh, let's start with the Joe Burrow news. Yesterday, Joe Burrow had his appendix removed. It looks like he's going to miss some practice time because of it. Obviously, he's having a an organ removed. So <laughs> yeah, he's going to miss. He'll some probably time. be out like three weeks. Mm-hmm. It I never saw, and I meant to look it up, and then I got distracted by other things. If this was like an emergency appendectomy, I assume that it was. I feel like most cases they are. Yeah. But also, like, I had friends in, like, third grade that had their appendix removed, and it's like, no, they're fine. In third grade? Yeah. Holy shit. This happens all the time. Well, I know that. I, I know, realize well, I know like... a ton of people who don't have an appendix. Was there something in the water when I was growing up? I guess so. Shit. Really? It yeah. Yeah. Please let me know in the chat because I thought this was just like a bad. That's a pretty common thing. No, I knew of two people that uh, one was in high school, was a buddy, and uh, his like appendix ruptured, and they thought he was going to die. He spent like three days in the hospital, comes back, he's like super skinny. Uh, and then it was a, I had a friend in college. I was working at Logan's, and she said her stomach hurt, and it hurt to raise her hands. And I was like, well, how high can you raise your hands? And she did, and I grabbed her wrist and just like put her hands up even further. And she was like, oh, oh my God, that hurt so bad. And I think I ruptured her appendix, and she was got really sick, had to go to the hospital, get it removed. It was out for like three weeks. I'm not saying I'm the one that did it, but I definitely don't you think I did. Did you make One hundred. Yeah, I felt really bad. When they were like, hey, I was like, where's Maddie at? And they're like, oh, uh, she had to get her appendix removed. Like, it ruptured yesterday. And I was like, yesterday? You like, led to her when? injury. Like, you didn't walk up and, like, punch her in the stomach, but it was definitely your fault. You oh, I stretched her. the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I thought it was uh, – not that big of a thing. The appendicitis is, is another thing. I, I have. I've known multiple people like growing up. I remember uh, playing baseball in third grade. 
and uh, one of our one of my teammates that was pitching at the time uh, started complaining about a stomach hurting. And they're like, all right, like, well, I guess we'll pull you from the game. And his mom was even like, we're going to take him home. Like, he's he's in rough shape. We're going to take him home. Now, they took him home, and it ended up uh, his appendix burst. And he had to go to the hospital. But I can <laughs> I can remember even at the time, like, us kids being like, pussy. Why, like, why are you coming out <laughs> of the game? <laughs> You're soft. It's just your stomach. Like, oh, you got some gas. Or like, probably even just knowing us. It would have been like, oh yeah, like you got, you know, hit a couple times. You've got some walks and stuff like that. Like, yeah, your tummy hurts, little baby. You just want to pull out of the game. Uh, and then he had like an emergency surgery that night for his appendix burst. <laughs> it's like I also I went to high school with a girl who was rushed to the ER after like a volleyball game or something like that because uh, she was having uh, stomach problems too, and they thought her appendix might have burst. And so that was another situation. Like, I had learned my lesson. Like, hey, we're not going to make jokes. Like, yeah. it's going to be a serious deal. <laughs> she leaves the game. She's rushed to the ER. She spends, like, hours in the ER, and they're, like, monitoring her appendix, trying to figure out what's going on. Turns out she had really bad gas pains. <laughs> like, the time we should have made, made fun of someone. For like, like, honey, it's okay to fart. <laughs> just, yeah. just let out a little too. You're out on a volleyball court. Like, yeah. Dive for the ball and let one sneak one out. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And if but, someone's like, what was that noise? Like, ah, oh, skin scraped the floor. Yeah. We all know shoe. that. It was my yeah. shoe. <laughs> make, it, make that sound again. I, it was, I don't know how it happened, but can't do it again. <laughs> right. Um, so Joe Burrow having his appendix removed. I, I did make some jokes yesterday about how he's like injury prone, things like that. But I, I'm sure that he's going to be just fine. Maybe a little bit slower coming back. See how his conditioning is for like week one. Which is not too far away, uh, but like missing preseason games. Preseason, like who cares anymore? I'm gonna watch those games. If Joe Burrow plays a down in the preseason, uh, then somebody needs to go to Zach Taylor's office. Be like, what the hell are you doing? One hundred percent. I would have had that same opinion probably yesterday before I knew about this appendix stuff. There's no reason to play Joe Burrow in the preseason. You don't go out and get that guy hurt or banged up or anything. Off of preseason games. Do you He's think we're reaching go. the point, especially with there only being like three preseason games now, where we see a lot of guys just start to skip it? I mean, I know we did before, and it wasn't that uncommon, but now I feel like it's almost going to be uncommon to see guys playing. Mm-hmm. Because like even with the Chiefs and Andy Reid, right? And I, you know, what I mean, I don't want to make this like Chief centric, but at the same time, it's like Andy Reid has his guys play in the preseason. It's like each preseason game, you're going to play more and more. So by the time we get to Week One, you're ready to go, and you've played almost a full game already. Yeah. Um, do you remember who won the Super Bowl last year, though? Yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. Who, like, played no one in the preseason. <laughs> I guess that is true, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I kind of forgot about that. I mean, that, and that's also one of those things that we completely forget about and overlook, too. Mm-hmm. It's like what happened at the very beginning of training camp into preseason. Yep. And it's not like a, there's a direct correlation of, oh, man, the Rams didn't play their guys. That must be the new key. Because the yeah. Bears also didn't play their guys. <laughs> and they were bad. <laughs> Now, outside of Robert Quinn, who apparently had a million sacks last year, and nobody yeah, eighteen knew about and a half, and I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't take a, a lot of stock into the preseason stuff. I think some of your guys that are out there don't even risk them getting hurt. Your star players, if they're that important, like Patrick Mahomes, shouldn't be playing preseason ball. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be playing preseason ball. Yeah. Cooper Cup is probably, you know, outside the quarterback position. He's probably important enough to your offense where it's like, yeah, you're not going to either. 
yep. or even you know sticking with the Rams like Cam Akers coming off that Achilles injury. Yeah, we're good. You don't need to do that. Yep. We don't need you hurting that thing again. Or some of your other valuable running backs, like Derrick Henry. Like you're established superstars that are veterans in the league. Mm-hmm. And you have like your your head coach coming back, your offensive and defensive coordinators. You're running the same system. Don't play those guys in the preseason. Yep. Don't let the, the young guys in. Let them get some experience and let them make mistakes and get their ass chewed in the preseason games. Mm-hmm. So when we get to the regular season, there's not as many ass chewings. Yeah. Or if you have some veteran guys that are joining a new team and need uh, a couple extra reps, yep. sure. Uh, Julio Jones signed yesterday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations. He, he might need a couple extra reps in the preseason just to get the game speed, and he's learning a new offense. So I, if they want to play him, Go for it. And he's also, this is a one-year deal. One year, $6 million is what he's signing for with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've got a lot of depth on that receiver uh, roster. Mm-hmm. Probably play him a couple extra downs in the preseason. Just do you make want sure to play clicking with offense. Do you want to play Julio, though? I, mean, I he might hurt his hamstring, and it's just like, out. There goes six mil. Yeah, I wonder how much of that's guaranteed. I didn't look that part up. Uh, I think the whole six mil is, and he can earn up to eight. I would because it's not a big contract. And <laughs> I like Julio Jones. I think a lot of people were overreacting yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why he's signing on Tuesday, July 26th, and not you know March for Julio Jones. He's, just, he's not the player that he used to be. At best, he's, what, the third receiver on this roster? Yeah. And, I mean, at best, I mean... He might be fourth. Exactly. So you have Chris Godwin still. You have Mike Evans. He's not going to be better than those two guys. They paid a lot of money to Russell Gage. That's what it, whose name I was going to say. Uh, a lot of people like Tyler Johnson. He's been okay so far. So like for still Julio, got Scotty Miller, in, don't they? I'm not saying Scotty Miller's better than Julio, but he's still on the team as Scottie well. Scotty Miller's still on the team as well. Yeah. A lot of depth in that receiver room. And no then Antonio you throw Brown, in some though, of the right? tight ends that they have as well. A lot of targets there in Tampa Bay for old Tommy Brady. I did see uh, or hear that this was down to the Buccaneers and the Packers. Kind of interesting that <laughs> Julio Jones decided, I'll rather go be like the number three, number four guy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as opposed to <laughs> number I two. wonder how much of that also had to do with the weather, where it was just like, oh, man, uh Mm-hmm. Don't want to be playing here in December, man. Even screw the, this. The Packers, like, I don't know what the offer was. They should have offered him a little bit more money. Packers receivers are not good. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, who I like, but uh, he's on the pup list, which we'll get into some of those guys too. Amari Rogers, who's never really done anything, and speaking of guys that have never really done anything, Sammy Watkins also already injured for the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. <clears throat> What do you do? I'm, I missed I that. don't know. I'm going to guess it's a hamstring. Man. Is there a way you can just get rid of your hamstring and get another one? I've thought about trying to get rid of my kneecap. Um, like, what does that thing do for you? Your kneecap? Yes. Why do I need it? It keeps your, knee, it keeps your legs intact, doesn't it? No. My current kneecap is not attached to my body. <laughs> I got one that's not attached. I got one that's not attached. Real well. I really think you need to go to the doctor and get that looked at because that just doesn't make sense in my brain. You have a kneecap not attached, so it's just floating there. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's it floating in? 
I don't know because I don't have any cartilage in my knee. There's a groove with the way that your bones are set up. There's a groove that it kind of sits in. Mm-hmm. So when I say floating kneecap, it's maybe not as bad as some people would think. But it's definitely not as good as a lot of people think. Yeah, homie, you need to go to the doctor. Uh-huh. I've shown I just you, want you to get like what happens when I straighten and bend it sometimes, right? Do what? When I straighten my yeah, knee. Yeah, it goes up. off to the side. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. It takes a dog leg left <laughs> oh. instead of tracking straight up and down. So what if you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, actually, we can go ahead and like, you know, we've got advancements in technology over the last 20 years from the last time you had this looked at. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and just get this replaced. And you're going to be like, well, oh. You chose an interesting word there. You said replaced. I'm not trying to have knee replacement surgery yet. Why? As It's like, that's what old people do. <laughs> well, man, your knees are gone. If they were like, hey, let's try this out. Let's take your kneecap out. So you would I'd rather go another 20 years of pain so you can be verified as an old person and be like, now I can have my knee surgery. I don't know. I've just seen so many old people that like get that knee replacement and they're like, oh, that's stupid. I shouldn't have done it. I also well, that's old you, people. Anything old people do is stupid, and I shouldn't have done it. Do you know how they do knee replacements? Uh, yeah, I've seen some scars. <laughs> have you seen some videos? Yeah. But, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, hip replacements. Yeah. I'm not trying to There's do a guy that goes either. to 609 all the time. He got a hip replacement. He was out for three weeks, comes back, walking with the cane. And a week later, he's like, a week later, he was like, fuck that cane. I don't need it anymore. I'm good. And I was like, all right, go off, King. Is he still able to, like, golf and, and do yeah. be active? Maybe, yep. you know, the advancements, like you said, it's been probably 15 years or so Yeah, since I've had my knees looked at. But the last time, it was like, yeah, well, you could have another surgery. Let's clean this up. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going through another surgery. I'm deuces. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years later. Ah, maybe I ought to check it out. <laughs> 15 years later, I got a kneecap that won't stay in place. I look uh, like that old man off of Mr. Deeds that's just pulling his kneecap everywhere. <laughs> no, that's pretty uh, much what I got going on. I won't be signing up for any training camps anytime soon. Uh, put me on the pup list. Out for six Physically weeks. Physically to perform uh, at least football activities. Yep. To week six of the season, excuse me. I can perform in other ways. Hey. Whoa. Is that... Does that kind of hinder your mobility, though, what you're able to do? I can play through some things. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ignore the pain. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's going to happen. It's not like I'm going to be there very long anyway. Sometimes you kind of like it. Yeah. It does hurt, but I I feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do that again. I've got some stories I can share off air. A couple of running backs, and this is an interesting one. Speaking of the pup list. Couple running backs started yesterday on the pup list. One was J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. One was Clyde Edwards Alaire of the Kansas City Chiefs. And you and I are Chiefs fans. Our guy mm-hmm. Brooks in the chat, Chiefs fan. We were kind of talking about it and it, it felt very unexpected. Like I I did not see anything about him getting injured, about there being something lingering with Clyde Edwards Alaire, and then sit down preparing to do the show today. Clyde Edwards is at practice. He's not <laughs> yeah. on the pop list anymore. Just walking down the hill of St. Joe, just like, well, here to go, boys. Let's like, have I, some fun. I honestly wonder if this was a mistake. Like, if they accidentally added his name and was like, oh, wait, no, why? wrong guy. Or I don't know how you mess up that name and be like, yeah, I'm still typing 17 letters later. And <laughs> uh, It's so weird because 
there was no talk of him being injured. I think it was even Brooks who said, like, all the reports were that, like, he had a really good, healthy yeah. offseason. And that was kind of the confusing part, too, is because he spent so much time with Mahomes, you know, and the other receivers, you know, doing routes and stuff down in Dallas. And then you get here, and it's like, uh, he's on the pup list. Maybe they were just kind of, like, scrolling through the system, you know what I mean? Like, hey, click on this player's name to be added to the pup list. And when they went to do a scroll, they accidentally did a little scroll click as they went by, and that was it. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then, like you said, he's he's there. He's walking down the hill yeah. to practice. I did see some people commenting, like, wait, it looks like he might have a sleeve on his left leg that's kind of hard to tell. But he's not on the pup list today. So I'm going to operate under the idea that maybe it was just a mistake. And I didn't know you could just be added and removed from the so pup th- list. I was kind of surprised by that, too. I thought you had, like, a designated time of, like, yeah. You're here for three weeks or whatever. Well, I thought it was like if you're on the pup list, you have to be taken off before week six of the season. But you're like you're at least on there for like the first, like you said, three weeks of the year. Like that's kind of where I thought. Mm -hmm. Same. So I don't know. But then again, so much stuff changed with COVID in 2020. Yeah. Of like the injured reserve and, and things like that, where I'm, I never really caught back up on the oh, how long does this guy actually have to be? Out, but I, I did think that it would at least be a couple weeks on the pup list. Mm-hmm. Um, but Clyde Edwards Lair off the pup list. J.K. Dobbins still on the pup list. The Ravens are still battling a lot of, a lot of injuries, and I think J.K. Dobbins is an interesting one. Uh, we're really getting close to fantasy draft mm-hmm. season, and J.K. Dobbins, if healthy, I think is a very intriguing draft pick there. If he's not healthy, if he's going to miss a couple weeks, that's going to drastically affect his draft status. I still think that he's a name that you should watch uh, because if he gets healthy towards the end of the season, that's when it's most important. So if he misses the first four weeks of the season or whatever, um, or maybe he's limited. I know he came out and said, like, I will be ready for week one. So maybe if he's limited for the first four weeks of the season, that's a little bit different than if he's going to play a full 17-game schedule. Yep. But the the Ravens are one of those teams that still, even after last year, got a lot of injuries there in yep. Baltimore. Um, even uh, Gus Edwards, the backup running back, also hurt. Looks like he might miss some time. Marcus Peters still hurt. And Ronnie Stanley. All those guys are still on the pup list. So the Ravens still have a lot to overcome on that roster as far as injuries go. Yeah, and like you, you mentioned the whole fantasy football thing too with J.K. Dobbins, and I don't know, maybe this is kind of one of those deals where you just let these guys that are injured out for last year just kind of come into the season a little bit, I don't want to say relaxed, but maybe just more time to recover, kind of get them you know, some more time to get up to the speed of everything and be healthy because the Ravens, I mean, there's a lot of hope that they can do something this season. You have the talent on both sides of the ball. Just, you know, if you have to sacrifice the first three or four weeks of the season of things looking not good, and then week five from there you, you're all right and you got it figured and everyone's healthy and ready to go, that's when you take off. Because, you know, we'll quickly forget about weeks one through four if you dominated week five through ten. Yeah, especially depending on who they face early on. But I, J.K. Dobbins is the interesting one because a couple weeks ago, I think it was, was it Rappaport that put out, like, J.K. Dobbins is going to start the season on the pup list. Mm-hmm. And J.K. Dobbins kind of quote tweeted him. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is starting the season on the pup list. But he did come out and say, like, I'll be ready for week one. So we'll see what that looks like 
Uh, him being ready for week one might be, you know, I suited up and I took some carries, but I'm not like, I'm not the starter. I'm not the main running back. I'm not running back one. Uh, or it could be, you know, hey, I'm ready for week one. Played a little cautious in the offseason. Now I'm ready to take 20 carries a game, uh, which that's honestly what I'm hoping for. A lot of people have also been talking about uh, their quarterback, though. I saw this on first take. I think it was uh, Ryan Clark and um, Channing Crowder talking about Lamar mm. Jackson and whether or not he is capable of winning a Super Bowl for the Ravens. A lot of people say no. A lot of people say his style of play can't win you a Super Bowl. I was curious for your take on that. Do you think Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl? <sighs> That's a tough spot. Yes, I do. I think any quarterback in the NFL can win a Super Bowl. Any quarterback? And here's the reason why. It's a team sport. You can't have one guy win you a game. Patrick Mahomes, is he the only reason the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? No. It's not. Did he help get yeah. you there? Absolutely. You had a pretty solid defense. Okay, so let me change the, the semantics of it. Can you win a Super Bowl because of Lamar Jackson? If the game continues to transition to his style of play, which is just straight speed. If you have teams that start to bulk up and start becoming like a run factoring team, then I think Lamar Jackson, like some people look at it like, oh, well, that's an advantage. It's not because they're going to take the ball out of your hand and you guys take forever to get down the field. And if you're not showing progression and throwing, I think that takes away his ability as a quarterback and what the Ravens can do. So then it would then become a no. But I also want to preface this with, if he continues to develop as a passer in this league and become more consistent with that, I think the Ravens could be one of those teams where we look at it and go, holy cow, Lamar Jackson's figured out and throwing the ball, and this offense has you know another you know aspect to it that we have to really worry and game plan against. Because as much as you know you hear everything about Lamar Jackson, there is some truth to the fact that when you get in two-minute drills and you need to march down the field and you need to get the ball out of your hand quickly you know, in near the sidelines – that's been the kind of the aspects that he struggled with in those moments. He still has time to develop and work on that. But again, that is something that's been, you know, a struggling part of his game so far in the NFL. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying not to come off as a hater so people can't attack me on it because I've had strong opinions about Lamar Jackson before and I've kind of come back around on him and I don't want to have to like I don't want to reverse that. You know what I mean? Kind of put me in a little spot there. Trying to play safeguard, and I think I'm coming off as confusing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. A lot of what ifs, and like. (laughs) I don't think the Ravens can win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Okay, so you really came full circle there. (laughs) Yeah, so I'll just say it. My answer is no. My answer is yes. I do. I think a lot of people still overrate the fact that he's not the best thrower in the league, he's never going to be. Uh, there are too too many good guys out there, um, but even like I think he's a little bit worse of a thrower than uh, like a Josh Allen. Yeah, but he's a little bit better of a runner than Josh Allen. And I like Josh Allen's great. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. Nobody's questioning that. Yeah, and with Lamar Jackson, like that two minute drill that you talked about, it's it's not going to look traditional. It's not going to be him standing back there in the pocket and and throwing the ball deep. But it also might look like. You know, hey, I've got some guys running these deep outs. I've got the middle of the field wide open. Or I've got, you know, the first 10 yards open. I can run and get a first down quickly. I don't have to throw the ball. I think a lot of people are still just struggling with that 
because it's never worked. It's, there's never been longevity at the quarterback position the way that Lamar Jackson or yeah, Lamar plays it or you know Michael Vick. Yeah, it just it hasn't happened. Cam Newton even uh, RG three. Uh, six foot five, two hundred forty-five pounds. People are like, "Oh, he's going to be able to sustain it. He'll be able to play this way for a long time. He's got the body for it." I think Josh Allen is another one of those guys too. It's like, hey, at some point, you are probably going to have to run less and stop taking those big hits. Yep. Lamar Jackson's kind of different though. He doesn't take a lot of hits. He's really good at avoiding those. Yeah, you know he's what I mean? so and elusive, just... and he's not afraid to get to the ground or pop out of bounds. Or yep. Also, it just does a fantastic job of eluding contact. Like he might yes. get tackled, but he's not lowering a shoulder and taking a big shot like Josh Allen is. Yeah, it's going to be a little spin where the defender grabs a hold of him and then just kind of slides mm-hmm. down, wraps his ankles up, and he just falls. Yep. It's like kind of under his control instead of just getting rocked out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, just going back to that 2019 season and what he was able to do there was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. He led the league in passing touchdowns, and he led the league in QBR that year. And his, his rating was 113. So he's got to get back to some of that. The Ravens got to get a little bit healthier. Maybe go back to, you know, running the football a little bit more than what they did. Lamar missed a lot of games last year, so he's even got to get healthy on his own. There's the COVID stuff. Wasn't that last season? I think it was. Poopgate? Yes, it was. No. No, I think it was the year before. I think it was last season. But I Why also, does that feel forever ago? The Monday night know. game? Mm-hmm. I find myself rooting for not necessarily Lamar Jackson, just mobile quarterbacks. It's so exciting to watch him play. Yeah, it is, and it is a lot of fun. But the you know the other key part of that too with Lamar Jackson is, as much as I just sat here and knocked his passing game, he is going to have a couple throws a game where you're like, damn, mm-hmm. that was, that was his, a tight window to Mark Andrews. His legs open up so much stuff, and the play action opens up so much for what that offense can do. I don't think that he has to have the best arm in the league to be a successful passer. Like I just said, he led the league in touchdowns in 2019. Yeah. And a lot of that was everybody's so afraid of what he can do with his legs that you start watching him a little bit more, you stop watching your receivers, and now you do have a guy that's that's wide open. Yeah. I am curious, who do you think is the better passer, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Do you think it's close? Um, I would say Kyler as well, but I think it's probably close. I just I don't I feel like I have a hard time with that because, like the Ravens' offense is curated around what Lamar Jackson can do with his legs and like the read option stuff and kind of opening up through the running game, and Kyler Murray like that offense is just so pass happy. With Cliff with Cliff Kingsbury, excuse me. I, and I think a lot of people also overrate like arm strength for being a good passer. Yeah, because like Kyler Murray, he's tiny, but he has a strong arm. And it, it looks good when he throws the ball. He throws a pretty spiral, and it looks good coming out of his hands. He's got like a good natural throwing motion. I think a lot of people take that into account when looking at quarterbacks too. Because Lamar Jackson has a little bit of a weird throwing motion. doesn't mm-hmm. have the strongest arm. So he gets knocked a little bit uh, for that as well. Uh, other quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo in the news. I don't know what's going to happen with this guy. Uh, apparently he's going to get traded. Uh, Kyle Shanahan had a lot to say about him and used a lot of past tense stuff. What we had with Jimmy was awesome. It was great. Um, sounds like they're going to trade him. I just don't know where. Like yeah. still, He showed up healthy. He passed his physical, so he's not on the pup list. 
I still just don't know who wants to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo on July 27th, the second day of training camp. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably going to be one of those, like, you know, middle of training camp, someone gets hurt type of situations at the beginning of the year. Like, I don't, like, again, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. We talked about this, I believe, a couple of weeks ago, and you had the point of, you know, he's probably not going anywhere until somebody's hurt. And then you have teams go, well, you know, maybe we can still kind of salvage the season here with Jimmy as our quarterback. Let's reach out to San Francisco and see what we can offer. But San Francisco also have to be has to be realistic with the fact of mm-hmm. we can't just be sitting there asking for a shit ton because nobody wants them. Or just because they're desperate, you ask for a high price. It's like, right. is Jimmy Garoppolo staying on your team or not? If not, we'll take him. Yep, $27 million is what he's due this year. So it's a lot of money. But at the same time, like who's, who else wants to go out and, and pay that? So I don't, I don't know that yesterday's comments were like, a, oh, or like the, you know, the week before. Yeah, we gave him permission to talk to other teams. Yeah, yeah this the same thing that we've been facing the entire offseason with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, also, the Saints just released a video of Michael Thomas back on the field today. I forgot he was alive. Holy cow. I know. I really didn't. What do you think his fantasy uh, value is? <laughs> Who's his quarterback? Jameis. There we go. I don't. That, that doesn't. Nothing. That's not going to be good. That doesn't answer my question. That answers everything we need to know. Who's I think Jameis is probably a kind of a bad quarterback, but I think Michael Thomas might have some value late. Just betting on that upside that he might catch 110 passes just because Jameis can't find anyone else. It's like, there's my first read. I'm throwing it into coverage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might be an interception or it might be a 10-yard completion because Michael Thomas just outbodied someone. Michael Thomas is an interesting study, too, though, because how much does he want to be back? How motivated is he to be with the Saints? He didn't play at all last year. Yeah, no, like not a, a single down because he had that surgery, didn't he, or whatnot? The year before, and then we were like, okay, he's going to be back. He's going to be ready. And then, like, around camp, it was like, I actually got to fix this up and clean it. Because yeah. he kind of started, you know, crapping on his name a little bit, and he got a little pissed off. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him back, though. I mean, 2019, going back to that year, 149 mm-hmm. catches. That was with Drew Brees. Yep. Uh, and then didn't play it. Got hurt in 2020. Had that weird surgery. There was always rumblings that he didn't like playing with Drew Brees. Um didn't really get along with Sean Payton either. Which is like weird that you didn't like playing with Drew Brees because he gave you the ball 149 times. Yeah. Led the league in catches twice. Yeah. 2018 and 2019. So having him back healthy is going to be cool. He's a guy I would keep my keep my eye on. Especially late in the draft. He's not going to go first, second round. Or he shouldn't. Maybe you're in a draft or a league that's not good. Yeah. But keeping an eye on him late, I'd have to see where he was going. But uh, I think that Jameis could target him a lot. I mean, Mike Evans had some really good years with Jameis as his quarterback. You might not win games, but you might get a shit ton of catches out of him. You said he did or he would? Or he, he might? When? Mike Evans? Evans, I thought I was still stuck with Michael Thomas. Excuse me. I was like, Mike, what the? He never, what are you, like, you talking you know about? Mike Evans is a good receiver, <laughs> right? Like he's been very successful in the NFL. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear the Evans. I was still stuck on Michael Thomas yeah. when you said that. Okay. Yeah, some of, you know, going back to some of their days together, like Mike Evans had 96 catches and 12 touchdowns one year. 
Yeah, there were so many of those places too where it was kind of like a fuck it, Mike's down there somewhere. And exactly, he just throws but like, it up. They yeah, might not like, win you games. I'm not saying Jameis is yeah. a good quarterback, but I'm saying Michael Thomas might get some catches out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he might get a 60 yard reception. So yeah, you doubt him all you want. Let him fall. Let him fall to me. All right, I'll do it. I'll I'll snatch him up. A couple other guys, uh, David Bakhtiari, the left tackle for the Packers. He went uh, had another off season knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Not not a good sign for the no. Packers. And that's kind of I was wondering. And the general manager for the Packers um, was just talking today. He's like, "Yeah, things seem to be on track, so it's good." You almost kind of have to be worried because you made this guy, you know, at one point the highest paid offensive tackle in the league, and yeah. it's just uh, he's not here. Now, if he's in the regular season, who cares? Again, you know, whatever happens in training camp, we easily forget about it if you're playing in the regular season and you guys are winning ball games. Everything else just gets forgotten about. Like, eh, don't even care. But right now, it's like, whew, going through this again? Yep. And they, they did just fine last year without him, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, but it is, it's another one of those things that kind of just sucks to see. Again, uh, knee injury guy myself. Mm-hmm. Seeing those guys that just can't get it. Right, and then this morning the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey agreed to new terms on a deal that moves money from the back end of his deal to the front end of the deal. That just feels like a a win-win for both. Now the Chiefs don't have to worry about paying him as much money when he's older, and Travis Kelsey just got some money that hit his account. Yep, Win-win for both. And the uh, current salary cap for the Chiefs is about $13 million. This is likely before the contract adjustments if those haven't been put through yet. So with this clearing cap space for the Chiefs, makes me wonder, what are they doing? I think clearing cap space. Just for the hell of it? Just to yeah. have it? Like what, I, what else would they do with it? I don't know. I don't think they're making any trades or anything like that. You never know with old Brett Veach. <laughs> I'm not about to predict or anything. Predict anything like I was that. Say, like, I just, what are you drumming up over? I, there? I don't know if you're just all of a sudden trying to clear cap space. I mean, your cap space number is fine. How much cap space did you say they have? 14 million, but this is before the uh, Travis Kelsey contract adjustment. Okay. That was as of an hour ago. That's what I thought. I think what they're doing is they recognize that this year they have a lot of cap space. So it's like, hey, Kels, come here, man. We've got all the space this year. Let's give you some money right now, so that later. We don't have to worry about it. Mm. It's like a lemonade stand. Yeah. <laughs> Explain that for the people who might yeah. not get it. This year, the Chiefs have $11. And mommy and daddy come and they say, hey, we have extra money. Let's give you an extra dollar this year. But in 2026, we're going to take a dollar from your lemonade stand. Either way, you still you get 20 bucks. Yeah. But this year, you're operating under $11. 2026 is $9. <laughs> <laughs> mm, and that's how it's done and that's what travis kelsey is doing uh for the kansas city chiefs uh a great deal really for everybody and that's what you can get at roper kia as well check out their inventory look for the car of your dreams if they don't have it they will help you find it and if you mention us here at mic'd up they're going to give you one thousand dollars off your nicer newer ride a uh, very easy buying experience at roper kia i only go there to buy my vehicles because i don't like to put up with the nonsense of other car dealerships. So check them out. Mention us here at Mike Up. Save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. You can get a great deal there as well as they have no reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Uh, you know, It's also not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit their website, so be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. 
Sorry, I got real distracted because Carlos Rondon has gone into the dugout twice and kicked a bat and it hit his teammate's knee, and then he went in again later and was swinging his glove and hit his teammate in the face with it on a bat. one night? I think so. And it was just like I was trying to just sit here and watch this and then go, crap, i got to do an ad read. I'm watching this bat get kicked, drops his teammate right in the middle of the dugout, and everyone's like, dude, fucking calm down. Every day is a Super Bowl. You suck as a pitcher. Get over it. Yeah. Pitchers are weird. Like, we talked about it a while back with Chris Sale. Like You're going to allow some hits, uh, get knocked around a little bit, and then you're going to come in there and do something stupid like that? Like, yeah. No, man. Like, I don't need that in my locker room. Get out of here. Yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> and I know even Chris Sale was like, oh, well, I, you know, I bought new TV, so at least the team gets new TVs out of the deal, stuff like that. It's still stupid. Yeah. I mean, that, you still broke shit. For no, for because you suck. And the fact that you're like kicking a bat and it hits somebody, I've always wondered about stuff like that. Like some, I, I think it might have been David Ortiz, just went nutso with a bat one time after a strikeout or something. It was just smashing stuff. Like, what if that does accidentally injure someone? Yeah. Or you see those little freak injuries all the time in baseball. It's like, well, I cut my hand yep. playing with a drone. Out for six weeks. <laughs> uh huh. No, one hundred percent. Like my uh, dog. While walking it, now I'm done for a while. Like, does that also fix your anger? Does it just embarrass you afterwards when you're done? Like, that's what I always I don't know. think. Like, you get that angry that you can't control it, and then you do something, and it's like, well, now I'm embarrassed because everyone watched me overreact to that. Yeah, have a little temper tantrum. It's like David Ortiz, figure it out. Yeah. He's a uh, Hall of Famer, though, so congratulations. Speaking of figuring it out in baseball, trade hey, deadline is heating up. We're less than a week away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Uh, a little regional, but uh, this is also national stuff. The St. Louis Cardinals are quietly emerging as the favorite to land Juan Soto. And now, even, um, I was reading about it this morning, the Nationals are even starting to leak some of those packages that would come back for Juan Soto. And they're doing this because they want other teams to see, hey, by the way, so what we're getting from the Cardinals. This is where the kind of negotiations start. And Nolan Gorman is a guy who's a top prospect for the Cardinals. He's kind of been floated out there as the centerpiece. He's currently playing with the Cardinals, but he's a rookie. He's looked pretty good so far. And what the Cardinals have surrounding him, too, could make things very interesting. And I was even reading that they might not have to give up one of those corner outfielders that they currently have because they can play Juan Soto at DH. And that is something that my dumb brain failed to even piece together throughout this whole Juan <laughs> yeah. Soto thing. Is that it's like you don't have to give up Carlson or O'Neill. You keep them. And you have gold glove talent outfield, but you play Juan Soto at designated hitter. What about Albert Pujols? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a joke. Bye bye. <laughs> to Tulu. Yeah, keep riding off into the sunset here. It's nice to have you. <laughs> but this is Juan Soto. I actually, it's odd. I find myself rooting for Juan Soto to the Cardinals. It would be enjoyable. I think it would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's just one thing to root for here in the state of Missouri because Kansas City, well, it doesn't look like they're making any trades right now, and well, I don't know what's happening. No, just give it time. I, I think that they're going to have Give it time. we got three days. Four huh? or five days. Yeah. No, this stuff won't happen until, like, the weekend. You'll get deals. That I just don't feel like on. we're hearing much about it anymore. Yeah, I, I need I need moves, Dayton Moore. Come on, yep. bub. Uh, the, with baseball, you'll you'll get deals that are even just happening like yeah Tuesday afternoon, where it's right. like oh, okay this is what's happening. But the Royals should be a fire sale team. Uh, it yeah. should be Andrew Benintendi. 
uh, interest to the, the the Braves? Yes, please. The Braves yeah. are my NL team. I would love to see them get another bat. Like Benintendi in the outfield. Uh, Zach Greinke is another guy that's being kind of floated around there. Uh, Greinke's a he's a weird dude. He's a weird situation too. Yeah, I would not be surprised if the Royals went to Greinke and said, "Hey, we've got a partner for you. How you feel about going to the Dodgers or the Cardinals? Cardinals need <laughs> starting pitch. Like, how you feel about going there and making a postseason run? Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if Greinke just said, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> I just want to finish out the the year here in Kansas City. I I don't really need to make a postseason run. No thanks. <laughs> that could you just imagine the reaction of the front office? It's like, well, we actually I mean, just got to know. Like we just kind of filled out the paperwork. Actually, like you you have been traded. It's yeah. a little too late. Yeah, I don't Sorry. know if he had any kind of a no trade clause in that one year deal that he signed. Um, even looking at some of the starting pitching. Luis Castillo of the Reds has been a big one. The Reds are another team that looks like they're also going to be big sellers at the deadline. They're, just, they're very bad. And they've yep. got some players. Mike Moustakis is another name that's being floated out there. He's making a lot of money. And Frankie Montas. The A's have been trying to trade him for a very long time. Yeah. So that's your starting pitching market, throwing Grinky there as well. It's not real good. And then even yesterday, some of the Mets, not the Mets players, the Cubs players, started like saying their goodbyes. Like the Cubs over the last two years, like it was last year we had Chris Bryant crying in the lot yeah. in the dugout. It's just and, heartbreak uh, season. Him and Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. yeah. And now it's uh Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. Like they were waving goodbye to the fans. They were hugging it out in the dugout. Like they know what's happening. I don't I don't know if there are any deals for them. Wilson Contreras a very good hitting catcher was an all star this year. Yeah. We'll see where he moves. Uh, he probably keep those pinstripes on. Probably going to be a Yankee. Which one, sorry? Contreras. Just have yeah. him go and catch and just crush dingers. <laughs> That's just so so Yankee of them. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And how does that feel as a player, though? Like, are you really are you emotional just with the fact that you're leaving, or is it emotional with, uh, I'm not going to be here anymore? Like, Does that make sense? Well, like, I know so it sounds like the guys, same thing. It's, but. it's like this is where I came up. And for, you know... I don't know how long Ian Happ's been there. He's been around for a while, but even Wilson Contreras is like, I won a World Series here. I came up with Chris Bryant and Rizzo and some of these other guys, Javi Baez, and now it's like, okay, it's this is the this is the end of the run. It's like being a junior and you're friends with all seniors, and then they yeah. graduate, and you're like, well, shit, I'm here for another year. But well, fucking freshman we got coming up because I know the juniors and sophomores are freaking losers. I'm still sad when I have to graduate and move on from everything. So I, I kind of get it, and especially with a guy like last year. With Chris Bryant. He probably thought he was going to spend his entire career with the Cubs. It was very good. And then it's like, well, they're they're actually trading me because we suck. And I'm going to have to sign a massive contract in the offseason with the (laughs) Rockies. But a a lot will be happening. Uh, As mentioned in the chat, too, Scott Barlow and Whit Merrifield, uh, two other Royals. I I really think the Royals could sell a lot. You and I both Royals fans. Hunter Dozier, another name. You can watch for, and the Royals should be willing to sell off anyone that's not Bobby Witt Jr. or MJ Melendez. Yep. Even well, some of those other prospects that they have, if somebody is offering a really good price, which they won't. Um, keep Vinny and Nick. Keep Nick Prado and Vinny and Nicky Lopez, at least. I would like that to kind of be the core moving forward. Yeah, which it looks like it, it will be. Um, another name, though, this is the big one that's starting to heat up and get some traction is Shohei Otani. A lot of buzz that he could be 
traded. It no probably way. won't happen this trade deadline. But the Mets are like all in on Shohei Otani, who is a free agent. I think he has, after this season, maybe one more year. Yeah, he's a free agent in 2024. A lot of people worried, Angels especially, that he's not going to resign there, that he will test free agency and he will not be back. This is a situation where you can't just let him walk for nothing. So maybe you start to kick the tires, you start to listen for calls on what would the market be for Shohei Otani. I don't think he gets traded at the trade deadline this year. I do think in the offseason it's going to be a very serious look at can we keep this guy or should we listen to – I don't even know what you offer. You're going to have to offer like two major leaguers and four prospects that are very good. Top prospects, yeah. Like Shohei – or not Shohei Soto is going – sounds like he's going to be like a young MLB-ready guy and maybe three, four prospects. Yep. You're going to have to up the ante for Shohei Otani. Man, that's – like, you hear that, and I know we've had discussions, too. Like, oh, if you're Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, like, why in the world would you want to stay with the A's? They just can't figure it out. Or not the A's, excuse me, the Angels. And why can't they just figure it out? But then you hear, like, oh, hey, they might just trade Shohei Otani. You're like, man. It's almost like the Angels realize, like, yeah, we're giving up on this. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. Well, and then paying him as well. They have the Anthony yeah. Rendon contract that's not good. Um, but then they also have the Mike Trout contract, which is good. It's very expensive, though. So if you're going to have two guys, I think Trout and Rendon, they make around 60, 65 combined. Then, I mean, you throw in Shohei Otani, who should be getting $30 million. It's like we're going to tie up almost $90 million to three players. And it's clearly it's not working there. Yeah. So I, it's going to sound really dumb when it – if it does happen and they trade Shohei Otani, might be the better move for him. Do you not just try and trade Mike Trout too then and just blow the whole thing up? Right, like maybe. I mean, like, and I that's a serious question because if you're the Angels, it's like, well, we're not going to pay these guys, you know, or we're not going to pay Shohei Otani along yeah. with them. Get rid of both of them, clear up some space, and then just freaking move on. We'll give you both, but we want every single prospect in your organization. <laughs> Literally, all of them. They all play for us now. You're going to have to start from scratch with your farm system. We'll take three outfielders, three hitters, and three pitchers. Thank you. I mean, realistically, they could just completely reset their organization. Even based off just trading Shohei alone. Like the number of prospects that they could get back in return for him. For him. And not even like low-level prospects. I mm-hmm. think they could get some really high-end guys that are like already in, you know, killing it in Double A or they're in Triple A, or maybe even have some major league experience. But they're going to have a tough situation with Shohei Otani because this isn't this isn't the NFL where you can just say, "Nah, we'll franchise tag him." Yeah, you're not leaving. You're staying here. He's a free agent. He could walk, and I, you can't let him walk for nothing. No, and again, it's just. There's a part of me that wonders if Shohei Otani can continue to live up to this level of play. Yeah. I mean, me too, but I've kind of doubted him. And I know, like, you doubted him at the beginning, but I'm almost doubting, like, the future part of it. You know what I mean? Like, can you do this four or five years from now at this level? Mm -hmm. And I do wonder about, like you said, Mike Trout as well. I mean, he is a – I think a lot of us, or maybe this is just me, kind of still think of Mike Trout of like, oh, yeah, he's still young in the league. Mm -hmm. But he's actually not. He's – Probably past his prime. He's 30 years old. The injury problems, uh, he's still on the IL with those back spasms. Yeah. 
So I, I do think that you could maybe even explore trading him. Just, the Angels are not good. No. It might be time to blow it up. Which should have blown it up five years ago. Yeah, again, it's crazy because you do have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, but you got nothing else. Noah Syndergaard is another guy that might be on the trade block, too. Um, <laughs> he hasn't played super well this year. If you trade, like, you pay Noah Syndergaard. If you trade him, just trade Shohei Otani as well. Like, if you do that, you literally just, we, you just have to let everyone know that we've accepted the fact this is not working out. Time to blow this puppy up. Well, I think Syndergaard's on, like, a one-year deal. I don't think he got... I think that's contract. right. And he's been, yeah, he signed a one-year $22 million deal. So he's he's done. He's a rental guy. Try to trade him, get anything you can from him. He's getting paid top safety money. Oh, he's having a much better year than I thought he was, actually. His, his, ERA, his ERA is only in the, like, threes. So Not bad for a one-year rental. Just yeah. where's the rest of your pictures at? <laughs> I know his velocity is down. Pretty low. I mean, he used to throw like a 92 mile per hour slider. Yeah. It was just nasty. And now I think his fastball is sitting 92, 94, somewhere around there. But still, you could probably get him and not give up a lot, especially yeah. if you're willing to pay him. And as, as much as we're talking about the Angels, they are currently in a series against the Royals. They won last night 6 to, six to 0. It was their first win since July 13th. <laughs> Ouch. And I know like the All Star break was in there as well, but like, guys, come on. Mm-hmm. And Mike Trout's not playing, but Shohei Otani hit a home run. I think it was like 420, 412 feet, 110 miles an hour off the bat. Still barely cleared the wall. Yeah. And I just saw the highlight Hoffman? on Sports Center. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, guys, go downtown to bring the fucking walls in. That park That's is ridiculous. stupid big. You're hitting the ball 110 miles an hour, 400 mm-hmm. feet, and it barely scrapes the wall. MJ Melendez had one the other night, too. Uh, he hit an oppo to yeah. left center. And... Uh, the other local Royals guys were talking like that is an incredibly hard home run to hit. Like people just don't do it. Like yeah. we need to give this guy credit for being able to do it because big time major leaguers can't hit it. You know, from the left side of the plate to left field, it's, yeah. it's too big of a park, um, and it doesn't happen very often. I'll tell you something that you should do very often is go visit Club Six Hundred Nine, home of the best happy hour in the world, with their two for one drink specials and two dollar draft pours. Uh, one of my favorite establishments. Love it so much. I actually have the tattoo to prove it. So go check them out. Look at some of that funky art. Have some of those appetizers and definitely take advantage of their two-for-one drink specials at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in the four states at Downtown Lube. And now for a little would you rather, let's stick with some of these, uh, the baseball topics that we were talking about. Uh, Juan Soto definitely being involved in a lot of trade talks. Shohei Otani starting to be hinted around there. Uh, I want to know, would you rather have Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? I think the only reason why this is even interesting is the fact that one is still under control for two years Mm -hmm. and is 23 years old. One is under control for one more year. And is 28, and is probably going to be paid significantly more than Juan Soto. Uh, I'm taking Juan Soto because I know he's asking for $500 million. I'm paying him the $500 million. You're a 23-year-old stud. Welcome to it. You're going to be here for the rest of your career, though, I can tell you that. Let's just have some fun. And even if you're looking at it 
from this trade deadline. I feel more confident with Juan Soto and even the re-signability of Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Getting him in there, like, uh, like I said, the Cardinals kind of quietly the favorite now. If you can get him into St. Louis, get him into that organization for two years and be like, hey, now we want to re-sign you. We've got this money. Do it. I mean, he's going to get his money. But yeah. these MLB teams, they can pay it. Cardinals are not hurting for cash. And the Cardinals like, need They to. like to pretend like they are. They're yeah. not. They need to shut up the fans that are like, oh, the Cardinals don't spend money. Spend $500 million. That'll shut them up forever. Yeah. Or because, especially when you have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado there as well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, you still have that core group, you know, after Juan Soto turns 25. Yeah. I, I do think that it is a much closer debate. I would probably take Soto as well. Like I said, uh, the age is a big factor. He's only 23 years old. Shohei Otani's not old. He's 28. But I, I do also wonder when we start to see Shohei Otani maybe transition and not pitch as much anymore. Yeah. Like, I think right now he's pitching every six days. Because, again, I, he, like you said, he played in Kansas City. Yeah. I was, like, monitoring, like, like when is he going to be in Kansas City? Yep. And I noticed, like, they pitch him every six days. I did not know this. That's usually every five, I guess, for him. Playing every day, you, you stretch him into six. Yeah. So he just missed pitching in Kaufman. So it's like, shit, I, I really wanted to see that. Uh, so I wonder when he transitions and becomes like, a, hey, we're going to play in right field. You're going to be a DH or, or whatever it is. Maybe you're pitching every eight days. I don't, I don't know what happens with him. But at age 28, you're not getting him for as long. So I'm actually going to take Soto as well. Just yep. The age is a big factor. I do think Shohei Tani is going to set a record for uh, pay. Like He's going to get like Major League Soccer pay. Like Euro League, whatever it is, I think yeah. he's going to get just broken off. They were talking on Sports Center, of I think it was Jeff Passan that put it out. It's like he compares to this guy as a hitter, and it was the Braves' first baseman. It's like he's making twenty million dollars, and he compares to this guy as a pitcher, he makes thirty million dollars. It's like so, do you have to pay Shohei fifty? Yeah, Otani uh, versus Max Scherzer. Scherzer's making $43 million per year. That's what it was, yep. Yeah, Otani's stats are better. Otani as a hitter versus Matt Olson, who's making $21 million per year. Otani's batting average and stuff like that is better than Matt Olson. Holy cow, that's insane. Right. More home runs, better batting average, on-base yeah. percentage. And if I'm the agent, if I'm his agent, if I'm CAA, I'm like, hey, thanks, ESPN. Thanks, Jeff Passan. Here's, here's some money for you. Here's the other crazy part. Like even comparing it to Max Scherzer, who's making forty three point three million dollars. Otani's pitched more innings, averages more strikeouts at a course, and his ERA is just barely above it. And that's because he's pitched almost twenty more innings. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's yeah, he's getting. We talk, you know, we crack the jokes like, "Oh, back the Brinks truck up." You're gonna have to bring the whole fucking bank for Otani. Yeah, I, I saw people last week kind of joking like. You're going to have to make him part owner. Like, you don't even have the money. You're just going to have to give him part ownership when you do re-sign him. And they might. I don't think that should be a joke. Like That should be serious. <laughs> right? We can't give you $60 million a year. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. That's and all of plus, our if you do it fees. for, what, eight to ten years? Gosh, it's, I wish I could play baseball a lot better than I could. Yeah. Uh, so would you well, rather – those knees. Would you rather see Shohei Otani pitch – but not hit a home run? Or would you rather see Shohei Otani hit a home run but not pitch? I say that, again, 
we've been talking a lot about wanting to go up to Kansas City and see him play this week. Last night he hit a home run, but he didn't pitch. Mm -hmm. I'm having a little bit of regret myself. I wanted to go to that game, but when I found out he wasn't pitching, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Then he crushes a home run. Now having a little bit of regret, could have taken my daughters and been like, hey, we saw Shohei Otani hit a home run. Little FOMO action, one hundred percent. And uh, mine is just see, o, just see Otani play, like and hit the home run. I would rather see him hit a home run last night than pitch. Really? Oh, one hundred percent. Because like, yeah, you get to see him pitch. That's cool. But just hearing that bat or hearing the ball come off that bat and then like watching it like you know barely get over the wall like that that'd have been amazing. Like I'm watching a current day Babe Ruth right here just smacked a home run dead center at Kaufman. Yep. You know, and the wild thing with the Babe Ruth comps. Now, now Babe Ruth did it for an entire career, finished his career as the all time leading home run hitter, but he was never dominating or consistently pitching and hitting at the same time. Yeah. It was like, hey, I'm a Red Sox. I'm pitching, but you know, like, you guys should let me hit. And he didn't really. Shohei Otani is doing it at the exact same time. Yeah. Where he's a pretty good pitcher and at the same time a great hitter. He is so, hitting in the same games that he's pitching, right? Shohei? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Babe Ruth, to my knowledge, never really did that. Um, or at least not to the level that Shohei Otani is. I would, I still want to see him pitch. Yep. Even if it's here, he's pitching, but he's also hitting today. I've never seen that in my life, so I want to see that happen. Even if it means he comes to the plate and strikes out four times, I just want to be able to be there and say, like, yeah, I saw him pitch and hit in the same game. Yeah, because I've never seen that before. Now, obviously, um, next year if he's playing for the Angels and they visit and they're in Kansas City, I'm going to make a point to make sure that I can at least check that box of. Yeah, so I play. Yep, absolutely. Even if that means he's, he's not pitching, which who knows? By that point, he might not be pitching <laughs> anymore. Or he might not be an angel. If he gets traded to the National League, I'm going to be low-key nervous. Why? That he'll, that he'll never play in coffee. Oh, okay. I was just like... I'm not just... going to St. Louis to see him play. <laughs> Unless they have Juan Soto. If I can see Juan Soto and Shohei Otani play <laughs> against each other... Yep. In St. Louis, then I'll go. But that's what it's going to take to get me in that stadium. <laughs> I'll go <laughs> Two of both. The greatest players shit. in baseball right now <laughs> playing against each other. And yeah. Shohei's got to be pitching. <laughs> that's what brings me to Then see. I would rather make the trip to Colorado to see him play at the Rocky Stadium than to make the trip to St. Louis to see him play in Bush Stadium. I would like to do that just so I can knock off another ballpark that I've been to. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a trip down there. Or, you know, uh, Dallas. Shoot down to Dallas. It's not too far away from us. Yeah, that makes sense. Do it there. Chicago is not much further than St. Louis for us. I would much rather go there than watch them play. Chicago, that's another five hours north of St. Louis. It's worth it. <laughs> that's a 10-hour drive, my guy. I'd feel safer, too. That's a lie. <laughs> safer in Chicago than it is uh, nope. St. Louis. I've never been more scared in my life in Chicago. Oh, yeah, just what about walking, walking down the, the street? People here. <laughs> well, that is like I feel like I can, you know, fight it off. <laughs> right. I can run. I don't have as far to run. Chicago, I didn't know where the hell I was. And cars don't stop. They're just like, oh, you, you know, you have the right way to walk. Be beat, motherfucker. I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get yeah. me out of here. Everywhere but Bush Stadium. That's. <laughs> I, although I will say, Bush Stadium is a beautiful stadium from the outside. Yeah. I would like to see a game there. I don't care to spend any time in St. Louis. 
But yeah. I know that anybody that I would go watch a game with at Bush Stadium would be like, oh, by the way, we also have to go out in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, the great thing about St. Louis and like the, the Bush Stadium aspect is that there's hotels that are literally surround the stadium. So you can stay there. And if you want to walk to get like a bite to eat at brunch or lunch, you yeah. literally just like walk a block to another building. Mm-hmm. Boom, there it is. You walk back to the hotel and then you walk across the street right to the stadium of Ballpark yeah. Village. Even the Cardinals know that city sucks. <laughs> and they're like, hey, don't look at anything outside of Ballpark Village. Look right here. <laughs> is, like we've kind of built a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've walked around downtown St. Louis quite a bit and I've I felt pretty safe there in the downtown part aspect of it. I have too and I've <laughs> I've, I've seen some shit. In St. Louis? Oh, yeah. Homeless people fighting each other. <laughs> Should have recorded that. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. So I actually didn't see really any homeless people when I was walking around. Like, you'd have the one guy on the curb, like, that's playing an instrument and stuff, like, outside of the ballpark. But, like, that just kind of added to. These guys were about to kill each other. Like, it was violent. It wasn't just like a, hey, I sleep here. You don't sleep here. It was, I think they might have been fighting over a bottle of alcohol. Well, I mean, Which sounds like very stereotypical. That's just that's what happens. I'm sorry if the shoe fits. Uh, wear it Flaunt because it. you're homeless. Would you <laughs> rather be Aaron Rodgers, who showed up to camp like he did yesterday, the Nicolas Cage outfit, uh, the white tank top, <laughs> long hair, or would you rather be Russell Wilson, who this morning showed up to camp dressed like Russell Wilson, wearing his own Broncos jersey. You corny, just dorky motherfucker. What is he thinking? Let's ride. Bronco country, let's ride. Uh, Even yesterday, I didn't think that I'd be sitting here this morning thinking, wow, there's somebody actually out there who's dumber than Aaron Rodgers. And then Russell Wilson said, hold my nano water. I'm going to show up in my own football jersey. Oh, how is Ciara just like, that's my man? I will never I'm going to stick that. beside him. <laughs> that, that's one of the just wonders of the world. Is uh, Aaron Rodgers, for sure. Because like Aaron Rodgers, we know, is like, that's just, you know, he's being silly. He's being a little goofball. Mm-hmm. Look at you go, Aaron. Yeah, kind of like silly laughing at goose. himself. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I look like Nick Cage from uh, whatever that movie is. I just forgot. Connor. Yeah. But Russell Wilson showing up in your own football jersey. What is, like, <sighs> Did just, he buy I'm, it? <laughs> Is that oh is that God. his official? Like, I spent one hundred eighty dollars on this. Yeah, <laughs> or did he hop on Fanatics? <laughs> it was like Russell Wilson, orange. I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, bought my jersey this morning. Right, Showing Sierra's out there. She's at the Dick's and she's, she's buying jerseys for the family. It's like you know what? I'll get Russ one. What if it is her? What if she is the corny one? What if they're sending <laughs> hey, that personal you know shopper what? out? If that is the case, Russell, you keep doing you, bub. Just yeah. keep doing what you're mm-hmm. doing. Maybe, like, even if that was your own decision, keep doing what you're doing because it's clearly worth It's like forgetting Sarah Marshall. People are commenting on the shirt, and he's like, yeah, you know, Sarah got it for me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's super hot, though, so you wear the damn shirt. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be fine with if it. If she's freaking happy, so are you. Wear the fucking yeah. shirt, Happy wife, happy life. Yep. That's wear the Broncos say. jersey. <laughs> it was, it's super weird, though. He's just He's so corny. I don't understand him. Uh, sometimes. And then also, uh, next one, there's been a lot of talk and jokes made about Kyler Murray. And a lot of it is based off the fact that he loves video games so much that even people are alleging this is why the, the Cardinals threw that, um, 
kind of language in his contract uh-huh. of you have to study four hours independently. It's not just, hey, I'm over here playing video games, but like the tape's running. So would you rather be uh, a gamer or a quarterback? Quarterback for sure. Put the video games down. Those, those kids, those guys, it's not even kids. They make a lot of money. They do. Yeah, but if you want to be a gamer, go be a gamer then. Who are the, who are the top who are the top gamers? Wrong guy to ask. Same. I know of one because of Fortnite, and his name was Ninja. Yeah, that's the only one I know, too. That's it. He makes $58,000 a month. Who? Ninja. Though that's gone down a lot then. At one point where, like, uh, Fortnite was in a day, he was making well over 150 a month. May, uh, dude, I think at some point he was making close to 500 Like, I'm not bullshitting you either. He was making so much fucking money from that game. He makes $40 million a year. Yeah. I would I would like to see how many hours he's clocking in for. Oh, 12-hour days, dude. I mean, he is there for a long time. Damn. And he's very interactive. Because I used to watch some of his streams. Because I had a buddy that I worked with in college. who was like, oh, man, you got to check this out. This is cool. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to sit here and watch when I was playing fucking video games. Like, that's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Like, I had that mindset. And he was like, what do you do on Sunday? I was like, I watch football games. He's like, exactly. You're watching another guy play a sport. It's the same thing here. I used to really make fun of people that did it too. It's like you're spending your time watching someone else play a video game. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. And then I started playing Red Dead. And it was like I got to like a mission or something. I couldn't figure it out. It's like I'm going to YouTube it. Yeah. Like, there's definitely somebody else that has done it. And then I found like some streamer. And it's like here's the mission. This is how you complete it. And I saw he had a bunch of other videos. I was like, okay, I'll check that out. And then it was like, here are the top 11 things to do while playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. I'll watch it. (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm like three hours into watching these videos of other people goof off and do stuff playing Red Dead. I freaking did that, and I was like, what's the best horse you can get in Red Dead? Oh, yeah. I think everybody did. I went right up there, got that son of a bitch, riding back, bear chases me, horse falls off a cliff, dies, can't get it back. Mine was the wolves. I was pissed. I, I bet it took me an hour or more yes. to finally get this horse. Yep. I get it. I'm riding back out, and then I get attacked by wolves. And like usually, like the wolves are not even a problem in the game. It's just like, oh, there are three of you. Boom, you're dead. Yeah. Not those wolves. Those <laughs> like they went directly for the legs of my horse. Yep. And ever since then, I haven't even tried. You're to just not that. supposed to have the horse. You're supposed to look mm-hmm. at it. You ain't supposed to have it. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing with that one. Uh, would you rather, sticking with the Aaron Rodgers one, would you rather be a famous athlete or a famous actor? This is kind of tough because, like, as a famous athlete, like, your career's short, right? But, like, as a famous actor, I mean, you could be, you know, acting from, like, 21 all the way to when you're, like, freaking yep. 75. And so, like, if you look at it in terms of money, definitely be a famous actor. Yeah. And I think with acting, too, you could probably just, you know, decide, like, no, I'm good for a little bit. Exactly. I'm not going to take this next movie. I'm going to take some time off, spend some time with my family. I think it might be famous actor. Yeah. But at that, the same time, like, a lot of these actors, <laughs> and nothing against the arts, sometimes people are a little odd, a little different. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're not who I thought you were. Like, you are not your character. You are just a weirdo that's really good at being something else. Mm-hmm. I guess Brad Pitt, he's probably still like the top actor, right? Still, you got the wrong guy. That's a question, man. I I know movies and like some actors, but like it's kind of similar to uh, 
my music. You know what I mean? Like I may see, hear a song, be like, that's a good song. I don't know what it's called or who sings it. <laughs> As an actor, it's like, I've seen you in a movie. I don't know your name. Yeah. You're familiar with Brad Pitt's work though, right? No. Who's Brad Pitt? Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Angelina Jolie, Jennifer What's Anderson. your favorite Brad Pitt movie? Um, I have it off the top. My like, God damn it. He wasn't in that movie. No, with Morgan Freeman. The seven something, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't, the name slip in my mind. What is it? You're real close. Come on. It's not six. Seven. It's just, yeah, it's just called seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> the seven. Yeah. <laughs> you watched seven? Uh-huh. Did you shit your pants how many times? Seven times? Probably. Seven. Yeah. The fucking end where he's sitting there screaming what's in the box. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. He does. Brad Pitt does have like, I don't know, a, a ton of good movies. I'm not going to sit and act like you don't know that already. but <laughs> Right. Hey, mansplain Brad Pitt's career. No, 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 no. That's what we're not about to do. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's got some good movies. Uh, my favorite Brad Pitt movie is Troy. Absolutely love that movie. I've actually never seen that movie all the way through. I was younger and I was watching with my uncle and my uncle just like, he's like, this movie's just so freaking good. You got to see it. And he like started. And the reason I say I haven't watched all the movie is because he only wanted to show me the cool parts. So he would just like skip to the parts where he was fighting. And then by that point, I was just like, I'm done. Like I'm done just watching the fighting scenes. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. So the other day I made a reference to the movie Troy. And it was like, hey, we're not even going to fight this war. It's just you bring your best fighter. Yeah, I know exactly what you're Did you, about. Yeah. you got yeah. that at least, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks, high school. Because he is Achilles, right? Yeah, yeah. he is. Um, Moneyball. Yeah, another great, another one. great one. Yeah. And Glorious Bastards. That's a good one. Did you see that one? I don't remember. <laughs> don't really I don't think so. I don't World think War I Z. I've seen that one. That one kind of freaked me out, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Loki, pretty good movie. movie. Yeah, I almost said that, and I was good. just like, I was like, don't be a bitch, don't be a bitch, do not say that movie. Like, it probably shouldn't be as good as it is, but I that movie was fantastic. Um, Ocean's Eleven was really good. All the, yeah, all the Ocean's yeah. movies. Uh, Benjamin Button will be one of my favorite movies forever because of... Uh, the college class that I was taking is a biology class. And I think I've told the story before we're sitting in the class and an older lady, she was probably 30, but at the time it felt like she was ancient 30, 35, like raises her hand when this movie had come out and says like, my friend told me this is a true story. Can this actually happen? And the look on the professor's face, this is a college <laughs> biology class. You've got people in there that are like pre-med. You've got – I was in there. I want to be a physical therapist. Uh, but you've got people in there that are going to do some things. There was a kid in that class who wanted to be a neurosurgeon. She raises her hand and is like, hey, stop what you're doing. Benjamin Button, is it real? <laughs> everyone, everyone in that class just is like immediately like this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. So I've actually not seen that movie. Surprise. Okay. Another movie, uh Legends of the Fall. I remember watching that when I was younger. Yep. That was pretty good. Uh and then Fight Club. I was gonna say we haven't even mentioned Fight Club. Mm mm. Because I haven't seen it. What do you mean? Because <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> yep. Just... 
What's the other one with Patrick Swayze? Where he's like a bouncer. And like Roadhouse? Jasper. Yeah, still haven't seen that. You know Brad Pitt's not in Roadhouse, right? I do know that. Okay. Yeah. I was saying there was another movie that was like Yeah. Yeah, that you haven't seen. I thought you were trying to still Because both those Pitt movies movie. get tied together to me. It's like, oh you haven't seen this one, have you seen that one? It's like Wait, what two no. movies? Roadhouse and Fight Club. Oh, okay. Because someone will be like, you haven't seen Fight Club? And I'll be like, no. They're like, have you seen Roadhouse? And I was like, also no. And they're just like, this freaking guy. How, how are you going to live in Jasper County and not see Roadhouse? Man, I don't know. The movie takes place right here where we're at. But it's not literally here. It's this county. Yeah. Jasper, Missouri. Where we went to high school, our biggest rival is Jasper. That does say Jasper, Missouri. Does it just say Jasper? No, they talk about it frequently. Like, oh, here in Jasper. <laughs> oh shit! Of course you wouldn't know because you haven't seen Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. There used to be a bar called the Double Deuce, which is the name of the bar in the movie. You don't okay, because you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, like Double Deuce. Just, yeah, man. Double, let's just stop double there. As, as I grow more frustrated with your lack of movie <laughs> experience, uh, that's it for us today. We do appreciate you guys. Oh, let's end on us. that note. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Big Country's got to go because he has to go watch Roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> He's the one person left on earth that hasn't. I got to go watch about six movies. <laughs> yeah, but we do appreciate you guys joining us on this lovely little Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow on Thursday. We appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you then.